investments make an impact, whether they're positive or negative, all the time. The question is, what impact are we trying to accomplish? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Doc Working Podcast. And we are going to jump right in and talk to our, our invited guest today about a topic that is really high up on the mind of most doctors, and that has to do with finances. And so I'm so excited to have here today my good friend, Andrew Freeman of AJF Financials. Full disclosure, Andrew, I've known you for about 15 years now, and you have been my financial advisor for all this time. And there were very specific reasons why I decided to go with you as opposed to other possibilities. But I'm going to let you uh, take it from there and, and talk about what uh, sets you apart and your investing philosophy. So Andrew, uh, introduce us to you and to AJF okay. Financial. Well, I appreciate this opportunity and thank you. First, I want to explain who we are and what we do. Uh, we are certified financial planners and a registered investment advisor. As certified financial planners, our job is to help clients create plans to mitigate various financial risks. As registered investment advisors, we manage our clients' investments. That simple. The standard for all our client relations is as fiduciary. Uh, we put our clients' interests before our own. Service is at the heart of everything we do. And we're all well-trained to put ourselves in our clients' shoes. And that is because we ask our clients what is most important to them and, and we listen. We also advocate on behalf of our clients and engage with companies and investments when controversies or issues arise. Companies are not perfect, people run them. But if shortcuts are taken at the cost of any stakeholders, whether it's employees, community, the environment, the supply chain and shareholders, we not only say something, but we work in concert with various shareholder advocacy groups to improve the corporate processes. It makes for better long-term investments, reduces all sorts of risks, including reputation risk. And most importantly, it empowers our clients that their money is making an impact. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So you said something that was very uh, kind of stood out for me. And there are many things that stood out for me in what you just uh, shared with us and that you listen to your clients, <laughs> that you have what is called a client-centered approach. And so I wanted to, to ask you, you know, if you could tell us a little more about that, what that means to you as a financial advisor. Well, our business model and approach is focused on our client values, our client needs, and our client goals. Uh, whether we're making client-specific financial planning recommendations to resolve retirement planning issues or managing portfolio risk with low-cost portfolio construction, we place great emphasis on our clients' education and transparent communication. As I said earlier, clients are empowered with their money. Uh, this, is, this, we believe, is a new paradigm for financial advisors that allows for clients to be partners in the process and not have it done for them or to them in many cases. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember many years ago, uh, the last time it happens was I, the worst thing in the world is having a client say, why would you put me into something like that? And so our uh, commitment is to uh, be partners with clients and make sure that they are, there's a, a process involved that uh, they, get, they get what they want out of, out of their investments and, and in this whole pro financial planning process. So in your financial planning, you're talking about what the immediate goals are and what the kind of mid-range and long-term range goals are um, with the client in mind, of course. Is that, is that the gist of it? Would that be an appropriate summary or how would you say it? Yeah, I mean, uh, clients are, you know, everyone has goals but everyone also has uh, 
has values and everyone is uh, looking to be able to do whatever they want to do with their money. They want their money to express who they are. Uh, what typically has happened in the past is clients leave it to their advisors and ask them to tell them what to do. Unfortunately, that model is really broken because it leads to the kind of reputation that the, the industry has at this point, whereas there's a lot of distrust. And the idea is trust. The idea is to, how do you create trust? Well, if you listen to clients and they tell you what's important to them and you give them what's important to them, that's how you create trust. So it's really a function of, it's really very simple. It really comes down to the client and what's important to them. Mm -hmm. And I like that phrase to, to use the investment as a way to, of expressing who they are and what they want to be in the world and yeah. how, how important that is rather than just investing for investing's sake. We live at different times. Mm. You know, there's a lot of problems in this world, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that next, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. that's, we're all responsible for what goes on around us, and uh, that's, maybe, why don't you ask me the next questions, and I can go more into it. <laughs> no, I, I, I was like, okay, man, you're on a roll, go for it. <laughs> you know, you've asked me about what sustainability and ESG investing is about. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there are, we're living at a time when there are numerous systemic risks to the way we live on this earth, you know, and, and, and the life we're accustomed to living, uh, whether it's uh, climate change or economic and social justice or viral epidemics or sufficient supply of fresh water. You know, there, there are uh, many groups of people in, uh, around the world that, whose life is going to uh, be upended. Uh, especially those living on coastal areas. And what does that have to do with investing? Well, it has a lot to do with investing. The fact is that a lot of the problems we have today are, have been created by corporations. And the other part of it is that it takes everyone to make changes that will uh, make a positive impact. Investments make an impact, whether they're positive or negative, all the time. The question is, what impact are we trying to accomplish? Now, we're not in any way looking to sacrifice returns for our, for our clients, and we don't. In fact, we've outperformed uh, all of the indexes for one, three, five years, and you know, last year we, we blew away the performance numbers. So you, know, you could have good investments or bad investments in, in any area, whether it's ESG sustainability or anything else. It's just uh, having good selection is important. But let's get back to these systemic risks. Mm -hmm. uh, if we... Uh, look at a corporation and uh, we see that there's controversies or issues uh, related to those companies. Well, we will, as I said before, we'll engage on behalf of our clients as their advocates and we'll say something and we'll also press with, along with other shareholder advocacy groups to make change in those processes. Why is that important? Well, first of all, these are risks that are associated with the investments. If we find out that a company is uh, buying jumbo shrimp from a company in Thailand that uses slave labor. Uh, that is, that, that's ultimately, I mean, you may say as, as your investment, well, they're making money. Yeah, but you know, that could also come back and bite you. And so we will say something and we'll work with these, these shareholder advocacy groups to try to make changes. Can you explain what does ESG stand for? Yes. So ESG is, so we do all the fundamental, fundamental research that everyone else does. Everyone knows what that is, you know, earnings and all these things. ESG is an additional level of scrutiny that we add on to any investments that we look at. And that stands for environmental, social, and governance issues. There are hundreds of data points 
that are that companies that we look at with companies to uh, determine if they have these kind of risks involved. And it's not the the kind of risks, the kind of ESG criteria that from one company could be different from another. A, for instance, a financial services company may not have the risk environmental risks that a chemical company has. So there are more relevant issues for each company and each industry. And so we do all of that analysis to determine if the companies that we're investing in are, are companies. And when we make those investments, even after we make those investments, we also we determine whether they are taking risks that are, uh, at, that are threatening any of the stakeholders, any of the stakeholders, whether it's the employee, community, uh, supply chain, or the environment. So uh, to bring this back, it used to be that, uh, uh, that sustainability was really about the fact that we lived on a planet with finite resources, but we're not living that way. We're living like there's an abundant, there's more than, more than enough. Well, at some point, these resources come to an end. And a lot of the risks that we, systemic risks we have today are, that are just that. You know, whether it's fresh water supply around the world, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't exist for a lot of people. So this is, we get companies engaged in, uh, in their own processes so they become better at what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so being able to direct those investments sends a message. It's, it's a very powerful message. Look, you, you, you've heard, all have heard about the GameStop issue recently where investors stood up to the, uh, to the hedge funds. And, you know, and, and that's, that's not quite that way, but it is the, what the ability of a group of people can do with regards to making changes. Now, for me, this started a long time ago. You know, I, uh, back in college, in fact, uh, I was attending the University of Wisconsin. And my first week as a freshman, I, I made an accidental turn and walked right into the middle of a sit-in that was prote- getting the university, pro- protesters getting the university to divest from Coca-Cola and Chase Manhattan Bank because they were, they were supporting the system of apartheid in South Africa. And so I, it struck me then, but I didn't know quite why, the power that money has to affect change and to make a positive impact. Uh, and it so happens that that whole movement to divest at that time was started by a financial advisor. So we have the ability in this industry to, and with long in concert with shareholders who, who care about that, that is their values, to, uh, to see that their world around them is working. And, you know, and it, when I ask clients what's important to them, it may just be that they want to see a better world for their family, you know, their, their grandchildren. And uh, if, if, even if that's the case, well, it, it comes back to this. You know, investments uh, do have that power and you as investors have that power. You know, it's just that advisors aren't necessarily going to ask you and, you know, and uh, you aren't necessarily going to know unless somebody tells you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was interesting, because when we first met, that was back in 2006, 2007, uh, you talked about that. You talked yeah. about governance and sustainability and, and uh, you know, ethics in investing. And I thought it was a yes. kind of interesting idea. I didn't expect that, but it, it came, it was right there. It's, it is it's a powerful tool and it is becoming more and more prominent uh, today, especially, especially as we face, the, you, you can't go anywhere. The yeah. conversation outside is not about how is your investment doing? The conversation is outside is about, can you, you know, can you walk safely someplace? You know, are, are 
what segment of society is not getting taken care of? You know, the interesting thing about this whole pandemic is that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You know, it's in fact, someone in an area that is less served is, and they end up getting uh, the, the COVID virus, you're, you're just as likely, you could just as easily get this virus at the spread that came from wherever, and it doesn't matter. You know, so yes, you know, these issues are pertinent and we all are responsible for what goes on out there. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I can tell even to this day, even after all these years that you're so passionate about this, that this is very like probably one of the crux of uh, your advice to me and, and has been absolutely wonderful. This has been really a fascinating conversation and thank you so much for kind of summarizing it for, for us in terms of, you know, investing in alignment with values and what's important to you, being a responsible citizen and using that money, that leverage as power to uh, really effectuate change in this world yes. and that kind of the changes we want to see in this world. And yes, money talks and people, you yeah. know, and that's very clear. Um, vote your money. Vote your money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can I say one other sure. thing? These okay. are not political statements. These are yeah. just, you know, if you look at the science, you know, that's, you're all people of science. These are statements about that are real and they're about human beings and they're about the world. And so, you know, managing money this way is in line with uh, the UN 17 Sustainable Development Goals. It's in line with, you know, people all around the world, you know, and you can make money doing it, investing ethically. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, looking out for the, your future, your family's future, yep. what happens in the long term, because after 65, you're looking at probably another anywhere from 15 to 25 years more. And right. how do you finance that? I mean, all that are important considerations. And what I'm getting from you, uh, Andrew, is that start now, start today, whether you are just getting ready to hit the real world as an attending physician, or you've been at it for a while and your finances are kind of, you kind of put that aside because of, there's so many other things going on that it's like, okay, now is the time. Like whatever that now is, start now. It's the best to have a plan, to know what you're headed and get the support you need to make that plan happen because uh, it's really hard to do it by yourself. <laughs> and at the same time, there is advice out there. There are people who are knowledgeable, yes. who know what they're doing and who can say, look, you, you have like 15 years to retirement, then there's some decisions need to be made now in terms of how we're going to get there and get you there in a healthy way, yes. in a sustainable way. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This was a powerful and amazing conversation and very enlightening. And I appreciate your time. And I think that our listeners will get a lot out of this. And so how do people find out more about you? Like how, where would they go? Well, they have, uh, first of all, we have a website, uh, ajffinancial.com. You can call us. Our number is 212-779-0789. Uh, we have a staff here. Everyone on staff is very capable of answering questions. You can call me. That's fine. I'm extension one. You can email us. My email is andrew at ajffinancial.com. And you can follow us. We have a uh, presence on social media. We are constantly putting pieces out on there uh, that are, relate to the various, whether it's on financial planning or it's on sustainability and ESG investing. Uh, there's important material that, that comes out all the time. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. 
We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Our Instagram is docworking1, and that is with the number one. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story to tell, please reach out to Jen at jen at docworking.com. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.